You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Workplace Perspective is a regular podcast series for employers and employees focusing on education, training, and the law to help organizations of all sizes develop and maintain successful workplace relationships. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. And now, here's your host, founder and principal attorney at Sapphire Legal, Teresa McQueen. Thank you, James, and welcome everyone to Workplace Perspective, where we are striving to raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Today's show is the first of a two-part episode we've put together in our series of COVID-19-related shows. Today, we're talking with Greg Dill, Vice President of Commercial Real Estate and SBA Lending at at Union Bank in Irvine, California. Greg will be talking about the Coronavirus Aid, Relief and Economic Securities Act, better known as the CARES Act, which provides numerous resources for small businesses, including the Paycheck Protection Program, the Emergency Economic Injury Grant, and the Small Business Debt Relief Program. With the time we have today, we're going to try to touch on as many of these resources as we can. It's going to be a great show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The opinions expressed by guests on Workplace Perspective do not necessarily reflect those of Sapphire Legal or its attorneys and should not be considered legal advice. You're listening to Workplace Perspective, an employment law podcast presented by Sapphire Legal. Welcome back to our listeners and welcome to Workplace Perspective, Greg Dill. Hi, glad to be here, Teresa. We're really happy to have you. And before we get started, I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you do. Sure. Well, my name is Greg Dill, the SBA lender. What I do is I I focus on working with business owners and providing guidance and expertise on their commercial real estate and business acquisition financing needs. And it's typically through low down payment programs such as provided by SBA financing. So I always say that I work at a bank. I'm not a banker. What I try to do is work hand-in-hand with business owners and provide them with the guidance and the expertise so that they can make the correct decisions about their their um, financing needs. Well, I love it. You are obviously the right person to talk about all of these new CARES Act provisions, and there's so much to cover. I want to jump right in. Um, let's get started. If you could just talk really briefly, because I want to get into talking about uh, the the Paycheck Protection Program to start out with. But can you sort of just give a brief overview of the CARES Act? Sure, yes. Yeah. So th- there's been a, a, a lot of uh, different things that have been going on here with the federal government and the Treasury to help small businesses. So there's there's a few different uh, items that we'll be talking about that, that span from some of the economic um, and emergency fi- uh, financing relief, uh, some of the Paycheck Protection Program, which you had mentioned. Um, these are just going to be, because of the COVID-19 virus, that's a, a pandemic and obviously affecting everywhere in the United States. The federal government has stepped in to help out small businesses with a number of different options, um, whether it's uh, from from uh, in, independent contractors all the way up to large large enterprises. So they're just trying to maintain some of the uh, commerce and obviously uh, maintain employment when we are struggling in this uh, economic slowdown. All right. So that's the overview. Let's get specific. So the CARES Act provides um, 
the three sort of programs that I kind of mentioned in the intro. But let's start out with the first relief program that we sort of mentioned, the Paycheck Protection Program. This one has been of a lot of interest uh, to at least a lot of people I know. So can you tell us a bit about the Paycheck Protection Program? Sure. Yes, this is probably the one that everyone is is very excited to to hear and to uh, be put in place. So, what what this is is this is trying to maintain employees and employment for small businesses. It's this is actually run through banks or or qualified lenders, as opposed to one of the other programs that we'll talk about in a, in a moment. But what, what this intends to do is to maintain employment during this uh, hopefully short economic turndown. And what the, the gist of it is it's, it's going to provide up to two and a half times one month payroll. And that's based on the last year, 2019 payroll. And this is going to, to be conducted, like I said, through banks and then provided to individuals um, based on, or individual businesses based on their, their employees. And in roughly 75% of the monies that are gonna be loaned are to be used for the employees and for payroll, and up to 25% can be used some, for some other opportunities, uh, whether it be rents or mortgage interest, um, some utilities and the like. And the goal of utilizing those funds for these particular instances is going to be that the, the loan is going to turn into a grant based on the monies that's spent over the eight weeks following the distribution of the funds. Okay, so tell so you've been dealing with this a lot, I'm assuming. And so, can you share with us some of the more common questions that you're getting asked about this particular program? Sure. I, I think the, the biggest question is, you know, how do I apply for this? And like I'd mentioned uh, previously, that this has to be applied through a lender. So what I am I'm suggesting to everyone that I, that I talk with, whether it be from my bank or, or other banks that I'm being referred to, is for them first and foremost to speak with their bank, speak with their business banker if they do have someone assigned to them. The reason being is because of the demand, most banks are only able to help out their current banking clients at, at the moment. And so that's the first step. I, I've also rounded up a few different, a few different local banks uh, based on information I've received from the SBA and some of the webinars that they've been giving and have provided information to individuals if they do, if their bank for some reason is unable or unwilling to help them out. Uh, it might be that they've already uh, exhausted the amount of funds that they have allocated, or maybe they are not even providing these types of, of loans. So there are alternatives for that, but I think the, the main question is, you know, how do I, how do I get started with this? Um, the other one would just be, what's, what are the uh, documents that are required? The SBA lists a few documents, and th there's some minimal minimal documents that are going to be required. One is a, basically a two-page application. Another is going to be a list of payroll, which hopefully um, that can be got, well, obtained through your payroll uh, company. And uh, I know a lot of these big payroll companies are, are working hard to provide that to business owners so it can make this process easy for them. I I've had somebody ask me, are, you kind of touched on a little bit, but are these programs, the paycheck, all of them, are they actually funded? 
Or are you saying, so some people have funds, some people don't? I was, that's been a confusion for a lot of people. Yeah, so as of right now, with the Paycheck Protection Program, there's been, I believe it's $349 billion that has been allocated for this program. And basically what's happening right now is all the banks are getting the funds allocated to them through through the, the process, and, and they have a portal with the SBA that they're earmarking these requests. Um, once the, the funds are done, unless there's an increase them through the government, that's all there's going to be. So what people have been uh, told, which is correct, is that they're on a first-come, first-served basis. So in, in the, the, I guess the, the gist of this whole program is make sure that if you haven't done a requested, basically do it as quickly as you can. And then the, the funds, once they, once some of the, the paperwork and the forms are in place, then they can be distributed. Because that's another question. When are we going to get these funds? Unfortunately, the, the banks do not know yet because the SBA and Treasury haven't provided all of the loan paperwork and documentation that's needed. So although these funds have been allocated uh, to individuals that, they've, that have gone through and done the request, they haven't been distributed yet. So then the best thing to do is just keep checking back if you're, you know, if you're in contact with your bank and or is there Correct. another way to do it? Are they listing anything, you know, uh, that people can check? I, I haven't seen that. I'm not sure what, what individual banks are doing. What, what I've seen through through my bank is that once once the client has been approved, they've been indicating the amount that that they have uh, been allocated. But I have not seen anything yet in terms of when they're going to notify clients of the, the funding. So I, I think we'll probably hear it in the news. We've, we've heard a lot of things in the news. But once, <laughs> once these checks start going out, because I know some of the normal stimulus checks to individuals as well as some of these uh, other programs have, have uh, started being sent out, um, I think it, it should be pretty widespread because uh, this uh, – PPP program, it seems like everyone knows about it, which is definitely a good thing. Yeah, this is one of the more uh, prevalent questions I keep getting asked if I know anything about this kind of stuff. Um, and I keep saying no, but, I, but I'm but i talking to someone who does, so hold on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Um, one of the questions, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but I know one of the questions that somebody uh, had asked me was about the interplay on the tax side between this loan this type of uh the paycheck protection program it, it is a loan right correct so and that's that's one of the things that, that i want everyone to be aware of so first and foremost this is a loan it's it's a loan very low interest rate loan so it's it's at one percent interest rate and it's it's over a two-year period to your amortization the first six months are going to be covered anyway and then after that two years it's supposed to be paid back that's if it does not turn into a grant. So the, the goal for most business owners are going to be to utilize these funds and be able to prove that these funds were utilized for mostly the, the payroll, which is uh, up to 70 or 75% or more. And then the other 25% are allowed to be used for other, other items and still be uh, converted into a grant. So, I want people to know, go into this thinking and knowing that this is a loan first and foremost, and then the plan is for it to be changed into a grant. And I think maybe you're getting that on the, on the tax side. 
uh, in terms of if it does turn into a grant, what I've heard is that that there won't be any taxes that are needed to be paid on it. Um, that that's what what we've been told thus far. Um, but the, those things can change. Isn't that interesting? I find it amazing that you know. It, I mean, it's a great it's a great uh, thing. You know, a, a benefit that people can take advantage of. But it's kind of scary because you're asking business people to sort of sign up for this thing that well. It's a loan. Could be something else. Could change. You know, could change in nature. Yes. it's sort of scary, yeah. don't yeah. you think? I, I do. I mean, I, I think that's why I, I'm also telling people: in, unless you really need this, do not apply for it. Right? I know some people are, are getting it because of a safety net, or others are saying, "Hey, this is free money here." It you know may need to get paid back, and and if it does, I was doing a quick calculation. If it's if it's actually amortized over two years and you have a hundred thousand dollars, that's about a forty-two hundred dollar payment a month. So, yeah, for most small businesses, that that's that's not chump change. So, if, if when people really start thinking about how this is, if it were not to turn into a grant for one reason or another, then um, that that is money that's going to be owed. I, I, the other part is if the, there is no personal guarantee, there's no outside collateral that's being put against this. So, in in case there's businesses that that aren't able to continue that they do shut down their bankruptcy obviously that's going to be a benefit for for someone not having to pay that back but no one needs no one should be going into uh, financing or or moving forward with with their business if they do have that in mind but yeah i do agree there's so many changing things and that's why i said first and foremost we know that it's a loan it's we've been told it can be converted into a grant based on the the items that i'd mentioned and then hopefully it will and the business will continue wow that's great well that's some great information on that program um time's going by quickly i'm getting the break sign so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll focus on the cares act emergency economic injury grant so stay with us we'll be right back COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly. And for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. If you enjoy today's show, do this. Share us. Like us. Give us a review on your favorite podcast app. It sure means a lot to us, and it ensures that more people tune in and raise the bar at workplaces everywhere. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking with Greg Dill about the CARES Act. We just talked about the Paycheck Protection Program, and now we're going to move forward and talk about the Emergency Economic Injury Grant. So first, just tell us a little bit about the grant program and how it differs from the Paycheck Protection uh, Program's loan aspects. Uh, sure. So the, the grant program, that's in, actually in combination with uh, something that's been around for a long time, which is called a disaster loan or SBA disaster financing. Um, the full name is the Economic Inju- in Injury Disaster Loan or EIDL. 
Where we see this and have seen it in the past is when there's something like a hurricane or a tornado that goes through a specific part of the country and wipes out some businesses, and then the funds are needed for that. So it, it first must be uh, must be approved on a federal basis, then it's approved on the state basis, and then from the state it's approved county to county. Here in California, every county is actually on the list for this. And so this is something that's going to, the, the funding for this, is provided through the SBA, and it's you do not work with a lender on it. You go directly to the SBA website, which is sba.gov forward slash disaster. So when you apply for this disaster loan financing, they're going to ask for a number of, number of different documents, the things that need to be uploaded, and then they may come back and ask for additional items. But once you're finished with applying for the disaster relief program, which it's sort of a black box on how they determine who or the amount of financing that, that is available. We do know that once that financing is granted for businesses, it's at a 3.75% interest rate fixed, and it is up to 30 years. But that's usually when something uh, happens where maybe a, a building is lost, like I mentioned, in a hurricane or a tornado. But in this case, what I've been hearing is that the financing has been in the five to ten year range. Um, after you're done applying for that, there is an option to take advantage of, which is the emergency advanced financing, which which can be a grant. Again, this is this can be up to ten thousand dollars, and if you are not approved for the emergency financing, the EIDL or disaster loan then this is turned into a grant. So another one of these you know, sort of, uh, I want to call it wishy-washy, but you know, we, don't, we don't know the specifics because you don't know if you are going to uh, be allocated funding through the disaster loan program. Um, it seems that how they are doing the uh, $10,000 is going to be based on employee, and, and it's up to $1,000 per employee, up to $10,000. I have heard from a number of individuals, business owners, that this, these funds actually have been sent out, or so they're starting to be sent out, uh, these the $1,000 per employee. But again, what we do need to know is that this you are applying for a loan. This is an advance of the loan, but if your loan for the disaster is not approved, then you it is turned into a grant and you do not have to pay that back. So that's interesting. So, th so this was something that was in place because we're finding the same thing. So, like with unemployment benefits and and uh, uh, lost income benefits, the same sort of thing. There's a lot of things that were already in place for disaster. Um, you just Correct. have to reach a certain level, Correct. right? So the government has to declare. Then the funds have to be made available, but there's already processes in place. So, that's is this correct. one? It, oh, go ahead. No, no, that's correct. Okay, so is this one, so this is something that was already in place. Has it been modified um, other than saying, you know, the COVID, uh, you know, disasters that we're seeing because of COVID in a business now qualify, or have there been other provisions that have changed? Well, I, I, so there there have been provisions, and I think whenever these are, are done, um, the, the the term of the financing would change. So although, it's, like I had mentioned, it's up to 30 years, they, they're probably deciding on this as it's, it's more of a five or a 10-year um, term, uh, as well as the 
the interest rate, I believe, uh, in, in, in initially they had, they had approved that it could go up to 4%. They put it down to 3.75%, made that a fixed rate as well. And then the other thing is that the amount of the financing is, is maxed out at $2 million. I had mentioned before, it's like a black box because you don't even you don't even request a specific number of how much you want or you need. It's just given to you if you're approved based on some formula that that we don't know as the lenders. Again, we're not uh, lenders are not dealing with this specifically. It's actually the business owner that goes through the website for the SBA and and does that. But in terms of the specifics of it, again, up to two million dollars, three point seven five. Um, and then they do have an advance of ten thousand dollars, which is which is more of an emergency because it's it's a quicker turn on that. And what we're hearing as far as the processing times for the actual uh, in economic uh, injury or disaster loan is anywhere from two to three weeks for them to process, and then at least another week or two once they're able to do the funding. Wow. So can you give that, I think you gave the website once, can you give the website again for the SBA? Sure. It's it's sba.gov forward slash disaster. And you can go on that website, though, you'll find out where it says to apply for this financing. It'll walk you through the steps. There's, there's a number of steps. It, it was taking people quite a, a, lot, a bit of time I've heard that they have improved the the bandwidth on on the website, and hopefully it's uh, not stalling out on anyone. But initially, it was taking people a number of tries and and a number of hours to to go through and get everything done on there. But make sure what what else I've heard is you can save. So when you go back, that you haven't lost anything if you have to uh, wait a little bit to go back and upload some additional documentation. Wow. Hours. It's amazing how these systems are getting so inundated. Um, I'm getting the yes. I'm getting the wrap it up signal from Paul, but I, I want to say, Greg, I know it's gone by really quickly, but you have given some fantastic information, and that's going to be it for this episode. And I want everyone to be sure to listen to our follow up show where we're going to talk more with Greg about the Small Business Debt Relief Program and hear his final thoughts on the CARES Act and its impact on the small business community. Greg, I want to thank you for joining me and sharing your thoughts and experiences with our listeners. Well, thank you very much. Hopefully I provided some guidance and some help and uh, just I'm cheering for all those small businesses across America. Me too. You have. You've given some wonderful information. Thank you so much. If you want to connect with Greg and learn more about SBA lending at Union Bank, you can reach him at greg.dill at unionbank.com. That's G-R-E-G dot D-I-L-L at unionbank.com. You can also connect with Greg via our website at sapphirelegal.com slash podcast. I want to thank also our listeners, My Radio Angels, James and the Nave at Night, Workplace Perspectives team extraordinaire, our engineer producer, Paul Roberts, our associate producer, Melissa DeLacy, music provided by the very talented Stephen Versaloni. Thank you all for joining us on Workplace Perspective. And until next time, keep raising the bar.